Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. So, this is Noodlefint. Uh, so, are there people here who like elephants? Some people. We have some fans. And then are there people here who like noodles? Noodles? Hello. Yeah, great. So, we think you'll like Noodlefint. Um we're going to lead you in some of the participatory Thanks. exercises we do with students when we present this book. One thing we do is when things are going well for noodle, Noodlefint, we call those the noodly times, mm -hmm. and we signify that with the noodly arm. Mm -hmm. So Can we, we see you all do this? Can you do this? Yeah, this all is right. the noodly arm, and it looks really good <laughs> from up here. And then it's when like things are bad... I could put a bad, sea of beach balls on top, and it would just kind of gently bounce across you all. When things are... Difficult, they're the thorny times, right? Mm -hmm. They're tough, they're thorny, like the acacia branches that feature prominently in this story. Mm -hmm. So we will, you know, sometimes we'll we might you make this, this gesture. gesture. Um, and then when we get started, we like to show people the end papers of the book that Kefi made this amazing map of Rueville where Noodlefint and her friends live. Noodlefint lives in this apartment over here, and uh, you can see there's a courthouse on this side of the page. And then there's a, a zoo over here, which also features prominently. So keep this sort of general layout of Rueville in mind. You can kick it off. Sure. Once there was an elephant who loved noodles. She loved noodles so much that all her friends called her Noodlefint. She loved to Very scoop good. noodles in huge slippery slurps and eat them by the trunk load. She had neighbors of all sorts. Some had fur, some were smooth. Some could roll and some could fly. And some had deep pockets and were very, very bossy. Those were the kangaroos. All right, so I'm going to tell you a little bit more about these kangaroos. And you can see one on this page. So these kangaroos were always making new laws. They made laws about who could swim at the beach, only kangaroos, who could enjoy the butterfly garden, only kangaroos. And who could make laws, only kangaroos. So how are you all feeling about these kangaroos? Feeling like I'm seeing some thorny, yeah. some thorny, yeah, seeing some, any maybe, words? Maybe any some words thumbs you can, down. Yeah. Elitist. Elitist, Elitist, okay, yeah. we, we don't hear that from kindergartners. We have heard that they're in a different social class from some, from, some from very young people, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Noodlefint and her friends knew the laws weren't fair, but they didn't want to get thrown in the zoo. So instead of swimming at the beach, they cooled off in the sprinkler. Instead of visiting the butterfly garden, they watched moths dance in lamplight. And instead of making laws, they made food for each other. Okay. Noodlefint in particular was famous for her pasta parties. She loved to mix whole bags of semolina flour with dozens of eggs, delighting her guests with noodles of all shapes and sizes. So these, how are people feeling about these times here? Yeah, these are the noodly times. Mm -hmm. For special occasions, she gathered wild mushrooms to make her grandmother's secret sauce. 
a very Northern California scene. Sorry for all you Southern California people. One day, while Noodlefint was shopping for a party, a kangaroo blew his whistle. You there, elephant, what are you doing with all those eggs and semolina flour? Um, said Noodlefint, trying to stay calm. I was thinking of a fresh batch of fettuccine. Maybe curly cavatappi would be nice. Or I could stretch a tangle of tagliatelle. Oh, no, you won't, snapped the kangaroo, pulling a law book from his pouch. Elephants are no longer allowed to eat noodles. It says so right here. Noodles are for kangaroos. Elephants shall only eat sticks and branches. Maybe you don't know me, said Noodlefint, but I'm Noodlefint. I'm all about noodles. You're an elephant, said the kangaroo. If we catch you eating noodles, we will lock you in the zoo. Buy some acacia branches and don't even think about noodles. So how are people feeling about this? So walking home, Noodlefin couldn't help but think about noodles. She thought about their shapes and their colors and all their slurpy sauces. When her friends arrived, Noodlefin had nothing to offer them. She tried pouring tomato sauce in the acacia branches, but they were not slippery. They were not slurpable. The thorns prickled and poked inside their bellies. As Noodlefin gazed at her tender belly button, its shape reminded her of something, a tortellino. Has anyone here ever had tortellini? That's where you have to stop and ask the students. And only a few of them kind of yeah. raise their hands. It's a, it's at the beginning of our something. tour, we would ask them to like think about their belly buttons, and it totally threw our presentation <laughs> off track. <laughs> We're like, we should probably nix that. Yeah. All, right. All at once, she had an idea. A fantastic idea, a revolutionary idea for a completely new kind of machine. Together, Noodlefin and her friends tapped and tinkered, singing as they worked. Those kangaroos are kangarooed, making rules about our food, telling us how we should think, what we can eat, and what to drink. When our new machine is done, we'll all eat pasta by the ton, because noodles are for me's and you's, not just those bossy... Kangaroos. They called the machine the Fantastic Noodler. Like most machines, it was very complicated, but also very simple. The best machines. With a few turns of the crank, it could turn anything into noodles. Noodlefint tossed in some pens. She turned the crank and out tumbled a soggy pile of overcooked penne. Too soggy. She knocked a dent into the side, and the next, next batch was perfectly al dente. That totally goes over kids' yeah. heads. <laughs> but you can see there's a nice dent. There's a dent in this bucket. They looked around the house and found more stuff to transform, turning cans into cannelloni, pillows into ravioli, and radiators into radiatori. The noodles were slippery, slurpy, and scrumptious. It was a grand pasta party, the best one yet. That is, until, and what are we seeing happening over here? Come out with your trunk up. It's a bust. The noodle, <laughs> not the noodle fit. No. The kangaroos tried Noodlefint in a kangaroo court. 
They said she had broken the laws. Noodlefin said the laws were already broken. She declared, the laws for elephants and shrews, tortoises, fruit bats, and gnus should be the same as those we use for all you wealthy kangaroos. Guilty, said the judge. As she was being led away, Noodlefin shouted, Justice is for all of us, not just for the bossiest. And though right now it sounds absurd, one day you'll want to eat your words. And she means it. Yeah. Each day, a zookeeper brought Noodlefin a pile of thorny acacia branches. And each day, she refused to eat them. She was on strike. Weeks passed, and Noodlefin got thinner and thinner. When her friends visited, they worried about her health. They urged her to eat, but she was resolute. The kangaroo laws aren't fair, and everyone knows it. I'll starve before I eat a single thorn. Her friends called the kangaroos and wrote them letters. They protested outside the courthouse. Has anyone here ever heard of a protest or been to a protest? A few of you, a couple of you? Some kangaroos agreed the laws were wrong, but most just didn't care. And so Noodlefint remained alone, stuck in the zoo. Her friends agreed that they had to do something. One lonesome day, Noodlefint received a letter. And I will read you this letter. Dear Noodlefint, we know you don't like acacia branches, but we wish you would try them tonight. Deep down, you just might find they're fantastic. Love your friends. That evening, Noodlefint accepted the zookeeper's pile of thorny branches. She dug deep down with her trunk and found... Any idea what she's going to find? The Fantastic Noodler! For an appetizer, she cranked the letter into a steaming bowl of alphabet soup. And for those who love details, k actually put all the letters of Dear Noodlefint into this bowl of alphabet soup. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like consistency. I'm kind of like a script supervisor kind of thing. Then Noodlefint clamped, I'm glad you all got that. I mean, this is Tinseltown, right? Then Noodlefint clamped the machine to the bars of her cage. Slowly and quietly, she turned the crank. The iron bars collapsed into a pile of warm udon, which she scooped up in slippery slurps. And she had never been so happy to see her friends. She's so, out. Yeah, how are people feeling at this moment? Noodly. Yeah. I see the noodly arms. They decided to throw a pasta party, the like of which had never been seen. Noodlefin's friends spread the word. Everyone was invited so long as they brought something to share. As for Noodlefint, she knew the time had come to make something truly special. She ventured deep in the forest to snuffle out wild mushrooms for her grandmother's secret sauce. As the sun rose over the courthouse square, the animals began to cook. Smells wafted over the town. Sizzling onions mixed with simmering tomatoes. The tang of raw garlic blended with fresh basil and Parmesan cheese. Soon the guests began to arrive. Each animal brought something different to crank through the fantastic noodler. Together, they turned corkscrews into cavatappi, flowers into fiore, and wheels into rotelle. That is, until... 
What do you all think you're doing here? Yeah. So you got bad news. That yeah. cop is back. It's, the kangaroo is back. Welcome to our potluck, said Noodlefint. Our guests have all brought something to share. Do you have anything to offer? The kangaroo brandished his law book and began, The law is the law. It says so right here. Noodles are for kanga. What a thoughtful contribution, said Noodlefint. With a flick of her trunk, she whisked the law book from the kangaroo's paw and cranked it through the machine. Out came a piping hot slice of lasagna covered in bubbling cheese. She topped it off with mushroom sauce and gave it to the kangaroo. It was the most delicious thing that he had ever tasted. And sometimes we ask students, have you ever made this face when you eat something delicious? And we had one very funny response from a kid who was like, it happens. He was like, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it happens, it sometimes, happens. <laughs> sometimes. He said it like 10 times. It was incredible. I was like, if you're being ironic, you are the most funny person I've ever met. <laughs> but back to this party. The other kangaroos lined up to crank their laws through the fantastic noodler, turning out tray after tray of mushroom lasagna. Do I get to say this final rhyme? Sweet. The town, if I can, the town celebrated long into the night, singing together, when the laws are so unjust, misbehavior is a must. Together we will make new rules to share along with fresh noodles. Because noodles are for me's and you's. We won't be locked up in the zoos. We'll slurp them down on avenues, at the beach, and in canoes. Yes, noodles are for me's and you's. We'll even share with... Kangaroos. Kangaroos. That's our story. Yeah. Thank you. And again, for those who love details, at the back of the book, you may remember the town of Rueville. Now it has been renamed to the town of Beeston. So, and I'm from Boston, so. Yeah. Thanks. So thank you all for listening so patiently and for your participation. Um, we're happy to field any questions you have or also just hang out and draw. I mean, this is yeah. a drink and draw, so we could do something fun, and I can teach you all how to draw Noodlefin really quickly. Want to do that? Okay, so we've been doing this thing. Sometimes we go to a school, and there's only, like, one mic, so we have to trade it off back and forth, and we started doing this thing where Jacob live narrates what I'm doing as I'm doing it, and I think we've gotten pretty good at it. Do you want to do that? Oh, yeah, I love, I love narrating the... The Shaiji's both the same. No. Um, turn this off. Does it turn? It doesn't turn off. This is going to be so exciting. I'm so excited you're all going to learn how to draw your children. Yes, yes. So KFI always begins with the eye, which is just a circle with a dot in it. And this will tell you where the animal is looking and also give you insight into its mood. And then the dome of her head reaches down. Oh, this is oh the trunk first. Okay, it's a long wiggle, the top of the trunk, and it ends in a little teardrop. And then there are two nostrils, and you can think of the trunk as an extrusion of the nose, which is very wiggly and delicate. So if you were to take your nose and stretch it out very far, and then be able to do things like manipulate a fork with it, kind of like what needle. Yeah, and then you get. You get the bottom of the trunk, which follows the same curve as the top, and then it ends with a tusk. Like a, little, a, 
a little tusk. Even female African elephants have tusks. And then there's a smile, because she's in a good mood. And then we add the second eye, which is just a half circle, which is also looking at us. So the secret with this other pupil is that the other pupil is kind of like connected to the um, part of the top of her skull. So she's really kind of turning her head and looking at you. It's kind of a Mona Lisa effect. <laughs> and then we have the ear, which is kind of like a teacup with a curve at the bottom. And then the belly comes down kind of like an eggplant. And then the arms are like cheese puffs. And there's one, two cheese puffs. So can you talk and then, about how we had the trader yesterday and we saw two defined cheese puffs? Oh, yeah. I actually didn't get to speak with him, but he was into it. And then, oh, the, and the legs are kind of like beans. And then she has the back. And sometimes, oh, and the three hairs are a trademark hairdo. And then, obviously, the belly button, the tortellino. It's a very simple and pretty gross belly button, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's get our other ear in there. Oh, yeah, the other ear. Kind of like another teacup. And then the, I like to see the wrinkles on the trunk also. And sometimes sometimes her tail is visible. but not. And then the, the action lines. And that's Noodlefin. This one I don't have as, as well-developed narration. <laughs> okay, let's just, we'll, we'll go quickly, all right? Okay, once again, we start with the eye. Oh, the bunny ears. So the ears are kind of like, they're like two leaves, and you see the inside of one, but not of the other, because he's in profile. And then it comes down kind of like a dog's face, and a smile. He's in a good mood. And then... A Y for the the sort of front of the snout, nose. Bunny nose and bunny ears. Yeah, the second half circle for the eye. So please catch up with this kangaroo. Oh, and the back of the head is like a little backwards C. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, long neck, kind of like a llama. And then, just like yeah, just a shallow eggplant. And then a little skinny arm with a, a sort of three-fingered paw or four-fingered, depending. And then a second arm. And the arms are just kind of like noodles. I don't think I actually draw them in the book like this, but here we are. OK, and this is the really important part. It's hip. is like a big curve. They have these big hips, like bicycle wheels coming out. And then they end with these long feet. And this is what gives the kangaroo its hopping power. So very good. And they end in these paws. And they, they're they kind of like, yeah. And then a tail, a powerful tail. And yeah. Uh, a law book. Or, oh, the pouch. What about the pouch? Just a belt. Yeah, he's given up his nightstick. And instead he has a flower. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so... Yeah. Yeah. 
So this is a post, this is very post lasagna moment for this kangaroo. Yeah, he's, he's eaten of the mushroom lasagna. Oh, that's a really doe-eyed one. That's really sweet. Oh, there's. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk so about that. there's one aspect that we also like to share, also especially with adults. Hi, um, which is in the front of the book on the sort of Library of Congress page, we have our dedications to family members. Um, but we. I got it. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're also dedi- dedicating 10% of the proceeds of this book. Donating, sorry, donating 10% of the proceeds of this book to a group called Black and Pink which is a really amazing organization that um, advocates for um, LGBTQ prisoners' rights. And one of the concrete things they do that's really amazing is they connect people on the outside with um, incarcerated people through a pen pal program. LGBTQ LGBTQ incarcerated people. And they're also dedicated to the sort of like far horizon of prison abolition in general. Um, And we've both volunteered with them. uh, And we feel like it's, it's... sort of a nice tie-in with the book because ultimately for Noodlefint, her liberation comes in the form of a letter. Um, and these letters are very important for people who are incarcerated because they're sort of a humanizing thing that connects them to the real world when they're stuck in an extremely um, horrible and dehumanizing environment. So, yeah, black and pink... We've actually been bringing the book into some what I assumed were pretty conservative environments, like a couple of Catholic schools. And as we were talking about some of the themes in the book, I was like, oh, maybe they're not going to be so into this. But then afterwards, hearing the educators talking to the students about it, like first and second graders, them really like going along with the themes of the book and being like, so remember when we talked about this and we learned about this? So that's been really awesome. Um, Does anyone have any questions for us? Um, normally picture books are about 32 pages if you're lucky how did you get them to agree to over 70 like what was their response when you chose we were really fortunate to be working with a small press Enchanted Lion Books which publishes amazing beautiful books that are really well made and come from a variety of different perspectives around the world Um, Tasha works for Enchanted Lion Books. We're lucky to have her here. But our editor, Claudia, who runs the, she's also the publisher, um, is really open to publishing books that are the length and format that they need to be to tell the story that they're trying to tell. So we didn't, we never, there was really never a question of, you know, how long it was going to be. And fortunately, also, I was working with KFI, who was willing to illustrate a very long book. um, do we have other questions? Or? We also take compliments. It's a lot of like, I had noodles last last night for dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by.
and we hope to see you soon.